You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. From the wild woods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Dromi here alongside the state of Hoppy and Joey Neto. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. Boys, hockey is back. Hockey is back. The NHL is back. How's it going? Like you said, hockey is back. We cannot be anything better than great. I mean, it's it's awesome being a. I mean, I guess a Sabres fan. It's been over ten months since I've watched the Sabres play. So uh, Thursday, it's gonna be gonna be a great day here. So yeah, super excited and, and can't wait to uh, to kick this season off. Yeah, buzzing right now. I, Penguins just got it handed to him, and I don't even care. I'm just happy that we have hockey back. Crosby already has a highlight real goal. Like everything is back to normal ish. So before we get into too many things, Scott, um, is this season canceled already? I mean, it's six, three. That was a, that was a blow to Philly. Um, so is the season done for them? Do you know how Philly and Pittsburgh works, man? The fact that they only won by three is weird. Like usually one team blows the other out by five minimum. So is what it is. I don't know. It was, from the box score, it looked good for the beginning, but I missed the first period because I am employed, which I guess I won't complain about. Then I missed the second period because Xfinity sucks, and I had to like fix my cable box, which I've had no problem with until tonight. <laughs> and then I watched the third period, which yeah wasn't great, but whatever. I mean, I'm employed too, so I've only been I've been listening to the radio feeds and you know live radio broadcasts of talking about the game and analyzing you know i guess just the start of hockey so i've heard about the crosby goal i haven't seen it yet but i did uh i did actually for everyone listening on the live stream uh facebook youtube twitter i guess we're having some problems with twitch but we'll get we'll get that uh sorted out next time folks um and those listening back to the podcast before i linked up with hoppy to you know get our outline going and, and prep the show I, I was going to say, like, hey, it sounds like it's a good game. And then suddenly, you know, our friend Sakaris on TSN 1040 out here in uh, BC was like, oh, my God, it's, you know, the, it, they've run up the score. It's six goals now. And I was like, oh, oh. yeah, uh, Joe's uh, I'm, I'm sure Joe is texting Hoppy over there um, with the, with a ton of smiley emojis or something rather. Oh, he's already been blocked. It's OK. <laughs> 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 oh man all right folks well uh let's get right into it we'll dive into the show rundown and then uh right off the bat the hoppy hour as usual we got joey netto uh riding with us this entire episode and we're very happy to have you uh, we will dive into some wild news after hoppy hour we'll uh, talk a little bit about the national hockey league a few stories uh we'll pump up the the teams that we follow you know outside the minnesota wild as well uh it's wednesday that means we got some judge joey for you all and then we'll end the show with uh, some, you know, Stanley Cup slash Final Four predictions. I mean, beer bets all around. We are degenerates. We are presented by DraftKings. We got to play some early bets, right, folks? <laughs> Thanks, everyone, again, tuning in on the live stream. And 
back on the podcast. Uh, consider giving us a rating and a review on Apple and iTunes. It helps us out so much. And uh, yeah, let's let's jump right into things on episode 118 of the Soda Pod. We'll see you on the other side for the Hoppy Hour. First, I'd like to propose a toast to UMD goaltender Alex Stalak. To Stalak! To Stalak! I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Well, you're all hopped out? Well, it's the Hoppy Hour, episode 118 of the Soda Pod. What are we drinking, fellas? Uh, Joey, we'll throw it to you first. All right. I got some, uh, I got probably my new favorite beer from Roadhouse. It is their Mountain Jam Volume 6. It's a double dry hop hazy IPA. Um, and Isha and, and, uh, Hoppy know this all too well, but on their cans, they always do kind of a, a cool little rundown. And this one, uh, obviously says fuck COVID. So yeah, this is, this might, uh, top the walrus for me for my favorite beer from them. It, it's that good. It's, uh, an IPA that comes in at 8% alcohol and it's super fruity, super fresh. I mean, when I picked it up, it was canned two days before, so can't beat that. That's awesome. Hoppy, uh, let's throw it to you, buddy. Oh, tonight we are having some beer from Back Channel Brewing. I've had them on here a couple of times uh, since I've jumped on. Um, always love, uh, Joey, you would know better than me, but what is this, like topo- topographic? Yeah, it's uh, topographic, and then, the, the, yeah, so those are contour lines. Damn, yeah. I wish you guys watched Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> killing me with the papers, fucking land papers jim <laughs> but uh yeah i had to swing out there because uh they don't ever like have growlers but they had a really like special beer that they released on one saturday and it was literally sold out in like an hour and a half and i didn't even know it existed but uh, i messaged them and they said that they had some leftover growlers i don't know if you can see that very well joey because the glare <laughs> that's awesome all of the beers that they have have cool names that are tied back to minnesota somehow they have like clues in their tap room whether it's on the like the board that they have up on the wall for the beer whether it's in the description that they have on their sheets of paper that like kind of leads you towards what it is some of them are pretty easy some of them are more difficult this is some person in the government i don't know who but Hey, I respect the move nonetheless, and I definitely had to add it to the growler wall and confirmed 99% sure. Isha always likes to post that we have guests coming on and then they don't. So I won't. Hey, I mean, they, they, they eventually one. do. I won't they fully commit do. to this one, but they, they in two do. weeks, in two weeks, we should have back channel on the podcast. So looking forward to that. And look, you know, I guess. I, I won't disappoint, so I'll save the this other announcement for a guest until it's set in stone. Well. But we do have <laughs> we do that. have we do have a very exciting guest coming in the in the next couple of weeks as well. Um, you know, in addition to back channel. So the, the keys so maybe, to the castle must have gotten lost in the mail or something. I mean, there's a lot of them right now, Joey. I made a lot of copies, so yeah, I'm just trying to sort them all out here. Okay, you know that big key ring, you know, with all the keys, like it's we're going wild. Yeah, we're going wild. <laughs> oh man all right so i got uh, again from my space case um a phillips brewing amplifier uh sonicated triple ipa eight percent it's a strong one um it says flavor notes zingy zesty 
turned to 11. And the interesting fact on this can uh, reads, we forget that it is usually not the instruments and voices we are hearing, but the vibrating pieces of paper with an attached coil of wire in a magnetic field amplified by a shape of the sound of the speaker. Pretty cool. So there you go. Philip from the space case. Uh, excited to crack this one, boys. I was going to maybe have two beers tonight. Then I saw it was uh, 8%. I was like, it's posting right here on the Hockey Podcast Network and the Basketball Podcast Network. So I might as well uh, you know, just, just stick to one. Cheers, hey, boys. Hey. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I kind of oh, forgot man. to mention um, this is an IPA, New England style. And uh, it actually, like, strangely, Joey, like you've had a lot of their IPAs before. They're really good. This one's got, like, standard like New England IPA type style to it, but then it's got like a little hint of blueberry at the end. It's weird. Ooh, it's like not it. bad. It's just, it's just different. Yeah. I mean, usually I don't, the, I don't have a cool description on mine like you guys do. So I feel kind of left out. Yeah. Right, usually so, with the hazies in the New Englands, you usually see like peach or mango or yeah. like passion fruit. You never really see blueberry. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's different, but I like it. I've actually, I don't think I've ever tried anything with, you know, with a hint of blueberry, pretty much every other berry, but I don't know. I don't know about blueberry. Um, okay, so we got a huge question here on Facebook. Too much, Stephen. <laughs> it's covering Joey's face. I'll read it. I'll read it from the chat box here. Uh, on the other side, as we're gonna dive into some wild talk. Uh, your boy SV Shane says Isha would probably say uh, hippies beer is sweet. Oh, there you go, Hoppy. Sorry, Shane. I had to read out. Uh, I had to read out your tweet. Um, I, I I guess I guess Shane, I would say it's sweet. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't understand the reference there. <laughs> Pigeon, anything? You say everything's too sweet. Oh, everything? I don't know. <laughs> this is not too sweet. I don't, know. I don't know. It's just too sweet. It's perfect. It's perfect. All right. Uh, let's get to this question by Mitch Kimball on the other side. <laughs> where we run down some Minnesota Wild news. Uh, it's a hockey-heavy episode previewing. Well, it's not really preview anymore. The NHL season has started the time of this recording. I want to thank everyone for tuning in on the live stream, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and as well, tuning back in on the podcast. You can download it wherever you get your podcasts from. Episode 118 of the Soda Pod, all things Minnesota Wild Talk on the other side. You're listening to episode 118 of the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Joey, I saw you. I saw you uh, grooving there. You oh, can't yeah. not move to that tune. It's shout a great out, tune there. Shout out Warren G and whoever the hell covered that uh, <laughs> that song on the flute so that we can legally use it. Thank you very much. Okay, we got some wild notes that we're going to get to here, but I first want to get to uh, Mitch's comment on Facebook. It's a big one, so uh, get your seatbelts on. He says, so... I have a, I have talking, I have a talking point. I wish more people could touch on. I've been a Parise fan for a while, even though it seems like most people wouldn't share that that same opinion. My question is why? Is it just the contract? A few injuries? I feel like when I watch him, he's easily the hardest working player on the ice. I'm really looking forward to seeing how he, how he does, surrounded by some decent talent. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. I don't think we're a Parise hating podcast here, so this probably will be easy for us to answer. I imagine Hoppy, you know, you're shaking your head. You have some thoughts right off the bat. I mean, there's a lot of reasons that people hate him. I don't hate him. It's just, so depends on where you want to start. The contract wasn't 
originally an issue. It's the fact that expectations were so, so high when him and Suter got signed. They were not lived up to. I don't know if they even could have been lived up to. And you look at what Parisi did when he was with the Devils. Like, guy was towards the top of the league in goal scoring. He's like a 90-point player. Yeah, dude. And he comes here, and again, like, he has solid years. Like, he puts up 30-goal seasons. Like, like you said, works hard, grinds, like, plays that game. And that's part of why these injuries crept up. That's led to the deterioration of his game a little bit. He's still absolutely an NHLer. Like, there's no reason that he shouldn't be in your lineup. But now it's reached the point where... He's only going to decline further. He's only going to have more injuries as he ages, and he's got a lot of time left on that contract that's kind of hampered the team. So that's like a starting point. Like People are just mad that it's put the team in a tough spot mm-hmm. when it's it's not a matter of the player, kind of like Matt Zuccarello. Like if you had him on the right contract, I love the player, but the contract fucking sucks. And then you go to the stuff that you know guys like our friend Derek Felska talks about, you know, the, the country club, more or less, where he thinks that, you know, Parisian Suter kind of have this culture and this mindset that they've cultivated where, you know, they're just kind of coasting into retirement. They're happy being in Minnesota. They love their life. They're not here to win a championship necessarily. And again, I don't know to what extent that's true or not true, but those are the types of things that people, you know, consider when they, they dislike him. But I do think that, you know, again, him playing right now will We'll get into the lines here in a minute, but him playing on a line with Bugstead and Kaprizov, if fuck, if if Bugstead and Parisi can stay healthy, good luck with that. I'd, I'd love to see what the <laughs> the DraftKings odds are on that. But like seriously, if, yeah, promo code THPN. I don't know what the promo is, but it's a promo code. And I'll get to it later in the show. <laughs> I'll tell you what that promo code does. Dude, if they both stay healthy, like that's a very solid first line, which is a weird thing for the wild to have. It's just I don't trust either of them to stay healthy, you know, let alone both. So I don't know. Hey, well said, well said. Joey, anything you want to add to that? I, I mean, I think it all drives around that contract. I mean, it's it's been a staple ever since they signed. Um, but when they signed at first, everybody loved it because Parisian Parisian suitor were coming home. Everybody was on board with it. And then now that the contract is aging and like Hoppy said, it's, it's, it's hurting the team, but their play isn't hurting the team because Parisi, he's a grinder. I mean, he, he works in the corners. He works in front of the nets. Um, he he scores as a result. Yeah, exactly. He gets, he gets his ass beat every single night because that's the style of hockey he plays. He goes to the dirty areas, he makes plays happen and he gets those front uh, front net goals Um, later in his career. Now, I mean, that's going to be tough to do because obviously he's aging and, and he's got so many injuries, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, I liked him in Minnesota his whole career. Um, he's never not played a good game. I mean, he always works hard. He's one of those guys that's going to give it every night. Um, but yeah, the contract is, it's hampering the team now. Um, so if, I mean, if they can get rid of it, it's, that'd be huge for the team, but they still would be losing a good player that that's going to go to the dirty areas. Yeah, and I mean, Joey, you can speak to this too, obviously from a different perspective, but like the day they signed, 4th of July, like I'm at Big Island partying. There is not a single person that's going, oh, well, I don't know, like down the road, this is probably going to hurt us in the back half of their their contract. No, people were like freaking the fuck out. Like people were so excited. Like this, this is the first time that a big free agent has ever come to Minnesota across sports. Like that doesn't happen. People leave Minnesota for big markets. You don't get like the top two free agents to come here. 
And exactly. it's just with that excitement and with everyone like freaking out that expectations just went through the roof. Like, Oh my God, we might want to stand the cup. And you got a team that like makes it past the first round. What once, maybe twice in that tenure. Mm-hmm. That's where I think a lot of the frustration comes from. And it's not just Parisi, it's Parisi and Suter. So. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I think Minnesota fans in general, all of their sports teams, they're just, besides the links, they're they're hungry for championships. Um, and, and they really thought that these two players were going to bring one early in these contracts and and not on the waning end of it. Man, I thought that one year where Dubnik just like, I don't know, had his coming out party in the NHL. I thought that year, man, that was that was nuts. Because even up here in Canada, it was like every, every goaltending um, you know, hit on the radio, like didn't matter what market Devin Dubnik came up. So that was, that was cool to see. Um, all right, let's move on here. Thanks again, Mitch. Uh, we'll, we'll take any of your questions, uh, even in essay form anytime, my friend, um, Marcus Flingo, three years, $9.3 million deal, AAV of 3.1 boys. I think, you know, he's, he's earned this contract. I think it's a good contract. Um, this is the guy you want on your third and fourth line. Completely agree. Um, I mean, me being a Sabres fan and a Wild fan, I get a, a lot of talking points with the the Sabres and Wild being uh, trading partners every single year. Um, man, he was one of my favorite players on the Sabres, and now he's one of the, my favorite players on the Wild. He's he's a lot like Parisi. I mean, he's going to work hard. He's going to fight. He's going to bring it every single night. And he's actually one of the best analytical top or bottom six forwards in the league. Um, so that's huge. And I love his quote when he got asked about the analytics side of things. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So <laughs> that just shows the kind of player he is. He just gives it every single night. And I actually think that he could have got more money with this contract, but he, he definitely took a team friendly deal. And like you said, Isha, he, he earned this money throughout his career and his time in Minnesota. I just, uh, I just got up Jay Fresh's, um, uh, analytical card of Marcus Flingo. By the way, if you if you don't follow Jay Fresh, give him a follow at Jay Fresh Hockey. Very good to the Hockey Podcast Network, and the guy does unbelievable work. Um, you know, projected uh, a WAR percentage sixty nine percent, even strike defense ninety nine, um, PK ninety nine. Like this guy is a grinder and a defensive first player, and he's got you know some talent. Which I didn't realize he was a fourth round draft pick for the Buffalo Sabers. I thought he was a little bit higher, but that's just the thing because I've been I've. I've watched this guy for so many years. I know that when he can, he can put the puck in the net. And he did so this year with 11 goals. I was the opposite. I actually thought he was drafted later. And like when he was with Buffalo, I thought nothing of him. And then he came and played in Minnesota. I'm like, oh, oh shit. Okay. Cause I, I just like, didn't really notice him because for like it's teams Buffalo. that I don't follow well, it's Buffalo, but like teams that I don't follow as closely, like I don't really know a whole lot about their bottom six. Like I know what their names are. And sometimes that's as far as it goes just depending on who's worth drilling in on. But the the one interesting thing with this, and maybe I'll be fact-checked here because maybe he was already factored in before the contract happened, but does this like spell the the trading of Dumba at some point this year? I was, I was just going to, I was just going to bring that up because I saw some rumblings and people were like commenting like, well, Dumba's gone. Yeah. And I mean, maybe, maybe that's off. I don't know, but like, you're not going to leave a guy like this open for Seattle. Cause they're going to take him. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I think you're at the point and maybe he was the last forward now that's locked in. And you know, it means Greenway or someone is exposed, which I really don't care. So 
I don't know. I'll have to dig back on that, but that's just the one thing that popped up right away in my head was, oh, so does that mean we're going to get something this year with Dumba? I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I would, I would like to think that if Dumba pops up or pops off, that the Wild will. I, I don't know. I still think the writing's on the wall that he he doesn't think that he doesn't stay in this franchise long term. Well, 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 he can. There's just a lot of other things that are going to have to happen that that will allow for that. It's just, uh, I guess, I guess it's just when does does Billy Garen, I guess, want to pull the trigger sooner than later? I still think give this guy a season, and if he can raise his value, and you can really get a top center for this guy. You know that that's the that's the move you have to make. They're definitely not like strapped for time. No one's uh, no one's pressuring them to make make a deal right now. But you you said it that the writing could be on the wall now, especially sooner than later. Yeah, um, that that's pretty much all like the 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 news coming out of wild wild camp. I mean, look, folks, if you want your <laughs> your line to line practice line drill news, I mean, you ain't following the soda pod for that. You're following Bar Down Beauties. You're following Russo. You know, everyone following and covering this team closely. So you've already got your news in regards to that. We're going to move on and talk a little bit about the projected lineup for tomorrow's game. Um, Matt Zuccarello out with an injury. Obviously, Marco Rossi out with injury as well. And there is a third player out with injury. Uh, Alex Stalock, of course, out with injury, um, which we talked about and, and you know speculated based on uh, a tip what that might be uh seth seth joining us friend of the show sup fellas uh check out mini ice i actually did a little f- uh feature with him on his uh last episode um i can't wait to get a you know a double a double hit with hoppy next time uh like we brought him and jake on ours but let's go through the the projected lineups uh zach parise nick bukestad and kirill kaprizov uh on the top line hoppy i, I know you got a, a couple things to say about this one I mean, I pretty much already said all of it. Like, if they can stay healthy, I do think this is a like this is the quality of a number one line in the NHL. Like, they're not in the top half of the league, but it would be the first time in a while that the Wild have like a competitive top option. It's just again, dead horse. But like, I don't expect both of them to be healthy. Either one of them, I don't know. Like, I just I'm skeptical on both of them. I hope I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, they're going to be a competitive first line, but I don't know. It's it's up in the air. I mean, hopefully they can gel together. I mean, because most of these guys haven't played together before, or I guess all of them haven't played together before. So hopefully they can find a rhythm early in the season and and really put up points um, right off the bat. Uh, Marcus Johansson, Nick Benino, Kevin Fiala. I mean. You know, trying to put the talent, split it up in the top six. I mean, I'm not surprised to see these lines. I actually kind of like this second line. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be... He he just tossed me a note, and he's like, they're the first line. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess with the second line, it could be a good matchup line with somebody else's second or first line. Where (laughs) I love that image in the top right there. For those (laughs) listening on the podcast, get your ass to the live stream, and you'll know what we're talking about. But no, uh, yeah, I think the second line they'll they'll be good. They'll put up points, and it's I mean it's a new season, so we'll see how everybody gels together, and and hopefully, like I said before, they can get going right away. Yeah, you yeah. got to wonder too, like if Benino Fiala or both said something, like they did spend a couple of years together in Nashville, so maybe there's something there. And I don't know, Joey, you can probably speak to this better than I can because you had him with Buffalo recently, but like I think. Johansson can still play. 
like he shouldn't be a center like everyone was talking about when the wild picked him up but like this is a guy who can play middle six role shit if you're in a pinch maybe he can play wing on the first line but like he's a guy that's going to facilitate and he's going to gel in with the other players rather than be the guy that carries a line absolutely i mean look at his time in in washington he was a great player there and i mean he can he can lead a line um and he's a he's a good playmaker he's not gonna score your goals but he's gonna set up the players like bonino and, and fiala who are your goal scorers and and johansson's gonna be good on that line because he'll go in the corners and and um really get dirty and i mean i think he's gonna fit really well with fiala yeah uh a couple of swedes a couple of swedes jordan greenway joel erickson eck and marcus flingo like this is a third line if i've ever seen one and i think honestly jordan greenway is the most skilled on this line so i i don't know i it's going to be hard for me to see if Jordan Greenway can take a step forward on this line production wise, but maybe this is kind of the, the role that he needs to be in where the other two guys can take the brunt of the two way game and he can actually have some space to play like the, you know, the young prospect we thought would light up this league. I absolutely love this line. I mean, it's, I think this is the best line on the wild right now. I mean, obviously they're probably not going to put up, huge offensive numbers, but they won't give up goals and they'll create offense. So and they'll I mean, piss off top lines if they can match up with any team. Exactly. Because, I mean, they, they can play against other teams' top lines, shut them down and possibly get goals against them. But then they can also hold their own as a third line and and put up points. I mean, like you said, Greenway's got talent. He can score. And, and Felino is, I mean, he'll do absolutely anything in the defensive zone to create offense on the other side of the ice. And I mean, from my perspective too, like you look at last year's Pittsburgh Penguins, their, their fourth line was like the analytics darlings. Like they were like, like held up as like the best defensive forward group. And like most of them didn't have a lick of defense. It's the fact that they held onto the puck and kept it in the offensive zone the entire time mm. they were out there. Like that's an easy way to prevent goals against. And this is a line that has like that offensive prowess. Like they're again, they're not going to lead the team in goals by any stretch, but you look at like how physically dominating they are between Greenway and Felino. You see that they have a little bit of that skill. Cause I would actually disagree with you. I think Eck is more skilled than Greenway, but you know, Greenway okay. might be the guy that's getting more net front work and he's going to maybe pop in more goals. But I do think Eck like has a lot that he can offer offensively. And this line is going to be able to like create those chances from defense because like again they're going to be maybe matching with some of the top lines to try and keep them off the board hmm. and that's going to make for good easy transition opportunities as well when you're playing against you know a top line whose role isn't really to be out there to shut you down from scoring options so i don't know i i'm i think we're all unanimous here though that we like this line i think it's going to serve the wild really well like this is the type of third line that if you have better talent on your top two lines that's when you're talking about a contender, right? Yeah. We're just missing that stuff up top. But like, if you can build on top of this layer, you got the defense, you've got the good bottom six. If we get that top six and we can get anything out of Talbot, like that's when you're looking at a contender. Rossi and Kuznadinov, wait a couple more years. It's it's coming. It's coming. And I know wild, I know wild fans don't want to wait any longer because it took this long to get fucking Kaprizov here, but hey. It's the nature of the game. Um, I, I love Yoelksenek. Like, if this guy honestly breaks out a little bit more offensively, I'll get his name on that fucking retro wild jersey. Um, I love the way this guy plays, and I don't think the wild, like, they're keeping him. They're like, okay, even if he's our third-line guy for the next seven to whatever years, like, we Wonderful. want him. Yeah. 
wonderful. Uh, lastly, again, Zuccarello's injured, so these lines got shaken up a bit, and I say that to preface that Victor Ask is in the fucking lineup as a result. Uh, <laughs> Nico Sturm, uh, Victor Rask, Ryan Hartman. Honestly, for what it is, it's not a bad fourth line either. With Zuccarello in the lineup, you'd think that Sturm would probably go to center and center the fourth line, I imagine. Not to say Zuccarello would be on the fourth line. I'm just saying he'd probably play that that center role because you ain't putting Rask on the fucking wing because the guy's <laughs> he's got to do something out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's not really much to say about this line. It's a fourth line. It'll get the job done. I mean, they won't be seeing a lot of minutes. But like you said, with Zuccarello coming back and to have a solid bottom six like they do now um, with that third line and and this one, they're they're not hurting on their bottom six. That's that's definitely a good thing to have, um, especially in today's NHL. So, yeah, I, mean, I think it's it's a typical fourth line. You're going to get some goals, but it's going to be mostly uh, matching up with other teams' fourth lines and, and not really giving you too much. And I was actually very pleasantly surprised last year with Ryan Hartman. I actually oh, yeah. really liked his game. Like, I can't speak to the other two because we didn't get enough of a look at Nico Sturm. I think that he's a guy that, you know, could have an okay year, but again, it's one of those scenarios where like, is the fourth line his best entry point? I don't know if that's great long-term, but he well, could. Apparently he's, at the least defensive guy first. He's, yeah. apparently he's a defensive guy first and he's earned his spot. So I'm excited that's to see good. what he brings. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if those two can work out, like the Rask thing, will it'll work itself out. Like if he's not up to snuff, they'll, they'll bury him. It's fine. Maybe he can just get a job as their personal chef. I mean, with COVID, you got to cut some costs. I mean, he's probably learned how to handle a knife now. I, I can't imagine. Uh, costs, chef. Like you're hitting all the jokes here. I'm, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> hey, look, we're back on Twitch. So uh, I know Jason Bryan likes to follow us on Twitch. If anybody likes to use that platform, uh, go head, head over there. Uh, the hockey podcast network. Um, I mean, the defense, we probably won't talk about too much in detail. I'll run it down quick. Ryan Suter, Matt Dumba. Surprised. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, Jared Spurgeon, Jonas Brodeen, surprised? <laughs> nope. It's going to be a – I mean, they're, those top four are – I'm very surprised by these things, so. And uh, – th- Actually, I'm not being sarcastic. I don't like those pairings. Really? Oh, well, let's, let's get oh. into it then. Uh, why – I don't understand why you would put Suter and Dumba together. I don't get it. Maybe they're looking – Because Dumba likes camp? to play offense and Suter will sit, stay at home. Bingo. But you got the two best, like, smartest in-end puck movers, like, transition out of your zone, both on the same pairing. They basically play the same game, Brodeen and Spurgeon. I don't know why you wouldn't want to have one of them on each pair. That's just my perspective on it. Because I think Dumbo likes to rush the puck more. I know I know Spurgeon does as well, but, I mean, I think with he having... Ken, but he doesn't. That's not his first option, yeah. usually. Never. I mean, Brodine will stay back. I mean, he's he's kind of your stay-at-home defenseman. but Right, and that's why I want Brodine with Dumba and Spurgeon with Suter. Just like it was last year when it worked pretty well for them. Watch, they'll have, they'll have like one bad shift together and it'll just it'll go back to last year. Don't worry, Hoppy. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. The, and the positive thing about this argument here is that we're arguing about four solid defensemen. Oh, for yeah. sure. So, that's, a, that's a good thing to have. And, and Wild fans, we can finally be excited at, about this. And yeah, if we want to argue further, Ish, I will say, I, th- I think you got them backwards. I bet Spurgeon Brodeen's their one pairing. Um, Sure. I, I You can take <laughs> it up with, with Mike Russo because I just literally copied and pasted this from his tweet. So I don't know. Take take it up with the boss. Way to take responsibility. 
Uh, Greg Patteron and Carson Soucy as the last defensive pairing. Now, I don't like Greg Patteron's game at all. I do like Carson Soucy. I think he is a good depth defender. I think he can move the puck well. He can skate damn good, actually, which is, you know, <laughs> which fits the wild defensive mold. Um, honestly, though, like I could see without Greg Patter, uh, Greg Patterin, I would rather call up, call up Matt Bartowski from the fucking, uh, taxi squad. I'd rather see him, uh, play than, uh, than, than Patterin. What are your guys' thoughts? Yeah. I mean, Susie, he's going to be your solid five defenseman. Patterin, he'll, he'll be four when Dumba's traded. <laughs> there we go. No, but I, I agree. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Patterin's game, but. It's what they have now. So, I mean, hopefully they can call somebody up from the taxi squad or maybe pick somebody up off of waivers throughout the season. Well, and my numbers are going to be off on this. I don't have the exact ones, but uh, I know Brett released Brett Marshall uh, sound the foghorn released his like stacks for like first pairing on every team, second pairing on every team, third pairing on every team. And well, it's worth it. Um, you look at the difference of Susie playing with Patteron versus Hunt, and it's like night and day. Like yeah. Patteron drags that pairing down analytically, and Hunt keeps them respectable, like in the top third, which makes a big difference when you have 100%. a pairing like that. The bigger thing for me, though, man, I I'm convinced that Susie's who's going to Seattle. Ooh, I mean a good a good pick for Seattle. 100%. And the guy will get a chance to see if he can play in a top four role, you know, regularly uh, versus, you know, and actually be leaned upon versus, uh, you know, in the wild, just being, you know, one of the other defensemen, you know, a key piece, especially if the Dumba, you know, trade happens sooner than later. Um, but no, that, that's a good take. I can yep. see that. And just to, to piss you off, Isha, because this, this is what you thought I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, Isha gave me a lot of shit for saying that the Penguins have a that's respectable a defense. That's a stretch, but. You were rude. <laughs> That's bad. <better. laughs> my feelings were hurt. That's my. I, I had some always on the inside delivered by Isha Jerome and uh, the Penguins top two pairings. One was number six overall and one was number four overall. So again, you can apologize. I'm sorry. You're Just fine. ignore the scoreboard of what happened tonight. Except that the Flyers <laughs> beat the piss out of the <laughs> Penguins That's, tonight. Thank you for repeating me. Um, <laughs> I, I also like I like Mark, Matt Bartowski, and I'm going to put his clip in the podcast here for for another reason. Most because he played for the Canucks for a little bit when Willie Desjardins was the coach, and they were declining uh, with the Sedins. And Matt Bartowski, I believe, scored his first like two or three goals in the National Hockey League with the Canucks. And Matt Bartowski, it was on the mom's Bart trip. Bartowski, Bartowski, Bartowski. There's a K, not a T. <laughs> Whatever. His mom <laughs> called in TSN 1040 on the mom's trip, and she went off for like, I'm not going to play the whole clip, but for like three fucking minutes about how just like, my boy, I'm so excited. My boy, this is amazing. He scored the National Hockey League. And it was just like the funniest shit ever. I'm, I'm going to have to do some digging, but I will find it because it was um, unbelievable. Whose mom was that? Um, we're going to move on now. Matt B. <laughs> Mr. Matt B. <laughs> I can respect Matt B. Let's let's go with that. Bartkowski. There we go. Better. Okay. Exponentially. 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 
See? Wow. Look at that. Look. Oh, at that. Joey, we have we have a like completely flipped version of spelling bee. Oh God. With, with our buddy Q, we have a drinking game related to his poor spelling, and you is just going to be pronouncing things. This is going to be great. Yeah. Yep. A new Inevitable. segment. Inevitable. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's move on and talk a little bit of NHL before we dive into Judge Joey and our final four predictions. Thanks everyone tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and those tuning back in on the podcast. Uh, you're listening again, episode 118 of the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. So you like hockey? Congratulations. You're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack, Polly Cupcakes, every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content. Tune in wherever you get your podcast and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at Caps Chirp. See you beauties and benders there. Top of the tougher, the correct fucking land papers, Jim. Just give us the fucking land papers, ASAT Pro and Mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking land papers, Jim. I love it. Thanks, producer pigeon. Um, Hoppy, how's how's the beer? How's the beer? The land papers beer. The land papers beer. It's delightful. ASAT. <laughs> oh man, what what a legendary show and unbelievable character. Okay, a few NHL topics I want to dive in uh, here, folks. Um, Billboard Kane, who I have uh, you know I've, I've coined that term now. Uh, Evander Kane files for bankruptcy. A $28.3 million debt, guys. Um, it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't want to make too much light of this because it's, it's obviously, it, it sucks. And this is this is crazy to see, especially for a professional athlete who's making this much money. And, you know, us common folk here just scraping by to be able to lose that much money, um, especially because this isn't a Jack Johnson story. For what we've heard thus far, for what I'm led to believe. No, 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 no. It, is, it is not a Jack Johnson story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it, it, it's not even close. Where Jack Johnson was basically robbed by his parents, uh, Evander Billboard Kane, I think spent a little. <laughs> you found it, Pigeon. That's awesome. Um, spends a little bit too much money now. Producer Pigeon here in the corner of the live stream. Um, an, an example of you know the ways Evander Kane has spent his money. Now Evander Kane's played for the Vancouver Giants. He's a Vancouver, British Columbia native. So when this story broke, TSN 1040 was going was going nuts with it and people have some insider stories on the guy uh just because again he's local to, to the vancouver and british columbia and um apparently uh, one of his girlfriends at, at, at the time of of when he did this uh, a model he uh to surprise her took out a billboard on like one of the most expensive and 
I guess, well, it was one of the most expensive billboards because it was on one of the most popular like strips in LA. Yeah, and, I think it was, it was in Beverly Hills area. Yeah, and like it was like I love you, you know, from a Van Your Kane, whatever, uh, to to the girl he was dating at the time. The, that was like a fucking five hundred thousand dollar plus billboard, I imagine. And, you know, this this is the type of money that that this guy spends. Um, so that's just fifty six billboards that he's bought. Got it. <laughs> Easy math. Um. And again, like I, I don't think this guy's ever coming on the soda pod. So I'll say it, it, it's, it's, it's sad to see that, like that, this is that this can happen. It, it's fucked up, and I don't know if uh, if a lot of it has to do with gambling, but there must be some of that involved. No. Yeah, I think a couple of reports. I mean, I don't really have the place to comment, but yeah, I think a couple of reports have come in the last couple of weeks that have stated his gambling debts. Uh, I mean, there was already he settled one or got sued by one last year, I believe. Um, from Vegas. So yeah, it's, it's sad to see. I mean, cause he's signed for over $50 million in contracts and for him to be $27 million in debt, that's, that's a tough look. Cause it was a news story last week that broke that he had, that there was some sort of loan that he took off from the bank where the sharks were going to help pay it off based on, you know, the contract that they gave out and that the sharks had stopped paying like the San Jose Sharks organization stopped paying the bank. So they were coming after They were suing Evander Kane. And then this comes out right after. So, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire, right boys? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out just because if he does go to court, he might be able to, to settle on for like pennies on the dollar for this debt, but who knows? You know, it's it's so funny, and um, I think only producer Pigeon really <laughs> get this, but I've, apparently Vander Kane like helped out. There was like a, a, a local reporter in San Jose who, I don't know the exact story, but either the guy went crazy or, or something happened where he was, he, okay, he went crazy, and he went on like a string of tweets, and he was like calling for help, and he was like living out of a hotel, and he thought he had like a stalker and whatnot, and this guy was like a beat writer for the team, and apparently he threw out like a GoFundMe, and Vander Kane gave him a bunch of money, <laughs> and the GoFundMe got shut down, and actually Kane had to like... <laughs> Get the guy to send back the money to Kane. So at first when I read this story like last week with the, with the bank and whatnot, I thought it had something to do with this crazy fucking reporter. But oh man, I'll have to I'll have to like share a little bit about this guy some other time because that was that was some crazy times. Anyways, um, let, let's move along here. I, I hope you know. I hope every, Kane works everything out. Billboard Kane. I'm gonna that that's his new name here on the soda pod uh, for me, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But moving right along, uh, COVID already compromising. Uh, well, the National Hockey League uh, Canucks players JT Miller and Jordy Ben <laughs> out with COVID concerns. Uh, they're not going to be playing uh, tonight as they open uh, with the Edmonton Oilers. If you're listening to the podcast uh, last night, um, and they're going to be, I believe, they're going to sit out the three, the two or three next games with the Vancouver. Canucks, uh, 17 total players and, and include staff members for the Dallas Stars have come down with COVID-19 testing positive. Um, limited practice for those who can, but uh, looks like they're out of commission for three to four weeks. And the first few games of the Dallas Stars season are going to be postponed as well. So, I mean, boys, we saw this in the MLB. We saw it in the NFL. We we're seeing the NBA players drop like flies. Are you surprised? No, not at all. Unfortunately, I think this is just going to be the new normal until vaccines get rolled out. I mean, it's going to be like this every day, every game. We're going to be getting reports of COVID and, and all of the, the players that get tested. So um, one interesting thing I, I saw that 
the NHL is actually going to be releasing all the COVID information, whereas in the playoffs they they weren't going to. So, yeah, I think that's going to be very interesting to follow along with all season. Well, they have to report positive cases. They don't have to report complications from past cases, which is why I Correct. still think there have been no word from the National Hockey League or the Chicago Blackhawks on um, on uh, Jonathan Taves. You're right? obsessed with this. <laughs> hey, it's a scoop. I'm going to run with it. <laughs> I don't get many here on the soda pot, all right? God, how much is this just gonna fuck with fantasy hockey, though, Joey? That's yeah, it's it's definitely not gonna make the season easy. But I mean, anybody who's already done football, they kind of you just gotta roll up the punches and be uh be fast on the waiver wire and the free agent market. Well, I mean, look, that's basically you know, National Hockey League teams and franchise should honestly take take notes from some of the NFL or maybe MLB teams who never had a positive case. Like you know, locally here, the Seattle Seahawks were actually released a. Uh, a memo that said like look yeah we we had a decent season we didn't we didn't accomplish our goal but the one thing we're most proud of is we actually didn't have one positive covid case throughout our whole season with our players and i think that's like i I didn't know that and that's super interesting to see and i think maybe other professional sports i know area it's different depending on where your team your home team plays out of but maybe there's some tips of tips of the trade there that other teams can uh, model that was gonna be a point though like texas not shocked that that's where one of the outbreaks is. Watch yeah. for the Panthers and Lightning to have it next. Like, no, for, I understand. Yeah, and I think another—it's um, driving me nuts. I can't figure out the team who did it, but I was reading a report the other day that they're actually keeping their goalies separate um, because True. if one uh-huh. because if one goalie gets it, obviously the other goalie is going to be Shit. in contact with the other one. So they're they're actually keeping their starter and backup separated as much as possible. So what a weird dynamic when you have to like split the season, right? Exactly. So I mean it, it's a great idea because if both your one two go down, then you're gonna be relying on your taxi squad goalies. But yeah, it's just another thing that coaches and GMs have to think about this season is what they're gonna do if players get COVID and and how to prevent these COVID cases. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll we'll skip a couple here. I do want to say for uh, uh, Bobby Yo, if you're if you're watching, uh, Corey Perry, the Wild, you know they they could still somehow get him. No, they can't. <laughs> they can't. They can't trade for this guy now. I mean, they can trade. Mont- Montreal clearly doesn't want him. <laughs> He's on their taxi squad. He's on their when squad. when you have a team that good, like you can't have everybody up with a big team. <gasps> Shut the fuck up, uh, Bobby Yo. <laughs> I, I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts now that your boy, your boy, uh, cleared waivers. So please send them, send them here to the soda pod, uh, either on the live stream or comment back on, uh, on any social media, which we're on Facebook now at the soda pod, uh, hoppy, the 2020 draft signees. I know you want to talk a little oh, bit about this in a second. And Joey, I already talked to Isha about this. So I'll ask you out of the first round picks in the 2020 draft, how many do you think have signed entry-level deals three that's a normal year now multiply that by five 50 holy shit there are 15 currently signed that tells you how fucked up of a year we're in because like seriously isn't a normal year like between one and three i guess i mean thinking about it the sabers have two so it's yeah Crazy Holy man, shit. that's crazy. Oh, what did I guess prior to stream seven or ten or something like that? I think you guessed ten, yeah. Which, okay, yeah, it's a pretty good guess. And like, I was guessing on the high, right? I was thinking, like, you know, Hoppy's asking, it must be a lot, but I didn't even think it was like, I didn't think it was 15. It's crazy, man. Like, 
one short of half. That's insane. Fuck. And I mean, it was a pretty good talent pool, but it was nothing like, you know, a couple of years before. It's not about the talent pool. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's about where they get to play if they don't sign. It's about OHL. Figure it the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, they can't be the WHL. Oh, I see Bobby O's commenting. He'll be playing soon. Montreal need net presence. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Oh, I love you, Bobby O. Thank you uh, for uh, tuning in on the live stream. That just made my night. Shine I'm the bat signal. Bobby O answers. I love it. I love it. He um, was sitting there waiting, too. He was waiting. He's like, he's just going to say something negative about Corey Perry. And I'm going to fucking put him in his place. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing negative about Corey Perry, only the Montreal Canadiens. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on. And uh, you, guys, you guys got anything else for this segment? Or you get to move on to Judge Joey? I, I just have to say, I, like, it disgusts me that you're, like, slowly pushing me towards, like, kind of being a Montreal fan. I have zero love for the Montreal Canadiens, but just your un, unexplainable yeah. hatred for them. It sounds like, like a you problem, not a me problem. I don't know. Although I will say it, they were one of the few teams that absolutely crushed the reverse retro. So maybe I will find a, a good blue jersey to get. Look, we'll look, and again, everyone, go at HockeyPodNet and uh, you know enter the contest. Join in on uh, on the jersey bracket. Um, Montreal is up against Toronto, and you know I voted for Montreal. I think they're damn nice jerseys. I just fucking hate the franchise. But those aren't the jerseys I'm talking about. Well, any of them, honestly. I like the reverse retro. I like their, I like their home. I like their away. And those weird white ones. I didn't really like those ones, but uh, but for the most part, on um, I guess on the Canadians topic here, uh, you may hate them, but holy shit, does Carey Price have some style going this year? Really? He went back. He went back to all red pads and gloves. Looks super sharp, and then he's got that sick new mask where it's. Half robot, half human, kind of like uh, the old Ryan Miller style. So it looks awesome. Ooh, dude, did you see? I, I sent them to your brother because obviously he's an Avs fan. But Hunter Mishka, the, the pads that that kid came up with in Colorado are beautiful. Like a Which work of are? art. Huh? Which ones are they? Uh, So it's, he's like the third goalie for Colorado. But uh, I'm just gonna find it right now. I'll get it. Yeah, I know. I know who he is. I just, what do the pads look like? It it's like got what? trees lining the bottom with mountains in the background, and it's in their colors. I don't know. It's it Sick. looks really cool. I can't do it justice. <laughs> By the way, Sam, um, I'm a Canucks fan, and I follow the Wild now. That's why I can never be happy. That's and the Seahawks fair. played a shitty fucking playoff game, so that's why. I'm but I mean, they didn't have any COVID cases, so like uh. Super Bowl, woo. All right, on the other side, your favorite segment, Judge Joey, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Good evening, Soda Pod listeners. Finally, the day is here and hockey is back on TV. I am Judge Joey, and hopefully all is well, wherever, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. Today is Wednesday, and opening night, so that can mean only one thing. Court is officially in session. Every Wednesday, the Soda Pod will be featuring a debate of epic proportions, and I am here to determine who will hold the weekly belt of Judge Joey champion. I, Judge Joey, will decide the winner, not by facts alone, but who debates the topic at hand the best and has a more compelling argument. But hold up, I am not the only person who gets to share their input on who has the better argument. You, yes you, the SodaPod community, will be able to head to Twitter, 
whenever Isha figures it out. And Cashier Boy, <laughs> I will have the better case on Judge Joey. It will happen. And Facebook, at the Soda Pod. To tonight's topic. Welcome to the Hockey Fans Christmas. So tonight, on opening night, I bring to you, Wild fans, who is going to be the Wild MVP this season, and why will this player lead them to the playoffs and beyond? Uh, can I ask a clarifying question then? Like, is this Absolutely. assuming that if they make the playoffs, who is their MVP? They're making the playoffs. Okay. So, Zoe, yes, can you repeat the question? <laughs> Jesus yeah, who who will be the Wilds uh, MVP of the whole season and the reason why they get into the playoffs? Ooh. Oh, man. Um, so, uh, Hoppy gets to go yeah, first because uh, Isha won last week. I kind of want to go off the board because there's so many better answers. Like Rask. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. The sous chef well, himself. Well, now I feel like I can't do that. That was going to be my answer. Um, no, but I, I am going to go in that light. If the wild, like make the playoffs convincingly, I think that it's going to be on the back of Tam Calvert. Or Wow. Cam Mush. Yeah. All right. Amy Calvert. So Cam Talbot, Bart Bartowski. <laughs> All right. So Cam Talbot will be the reason that the Wild make the playoffs this year. You look at last year, it was the one missing piece for the Wild. They actually had okay goal scoring. They had phenomenal defense. Everything was good five on five. They could not keep the puck out of the net. They had the worst numbers right there with San Jose, like the bottom dwellers of the league, which side note, just hilarious that Dubnik ends up in San Jose now. Have fun, Dylan. But Talbot will be the reason. If he can come in, if he can put up numbers like we've seen in his good years in the past, he is going to be the difference maker that lifts them and actually makes them a playoff team this year. This is going to be a hard one because I like I, I... – there's a I lot hate, of options. <laughs> I hate well, that, and I hate to say it, but I agree with everything Hoppy Hoppy said there. Um, this uh, I was gonna take the cop out and say like a Fiala Capriza, but no, I'll, I'll try to take a different angle, and I say uh, I'm gonna say Marcus Johansson. This guy's actually gonna surprise us and take another step this year. Not to be a superstar of this team, because let's be honest, we could go with the Fiala Kaprizov. But I think this guy, like Joey talked about in uh, this the segment before here, this guy can actually play more of a grindy role and put up the points. Look, if this guy, you know, again, barring it's an 82 game season, which it isn't, but puts up 40 to 50 points and scores 20 goals. Look, the Wild, they struggled to score goals last year um, throughout the depth of their lineup. They, they really relied on that top six to do so. I argue even just the top line at times if it wasn't Fiala and Parise. So I think if this guy can actually help them in the two-way side and actually put up, you know, again, in, from an 82-game side, 20, 20-some goals, I think he could really be, you know, the unsung hero that becomes the guy in the spotlight, at least for this season. I'll, I'll throw in the assist for Isha. He meant to say 28 to 34 points this year and at least 14 goals. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Look, I, I at least, you. you know, we're being I'll, civil. I'll we're being civil in this one, hey? I, mean, I, I liked not taking the cop out because that was my thing. I, I felt like taking Spurgeon, Fiala, or Kaprizov was just like 
a bitch move. And so. if I took Suter, it would just be like textbook rolling your eyes at Isha talking about how much she loves <laughs> Ryan Suter again. So you could have gone Parisi to, you know. Bobby, yo, man. man, you with the fucking fire takes, man. Matt Zuccarello, he's going to catch fire. Look, I would love nothing more. I would hey, love he, nothing more. If he was healthy and he was playing with either Kaprizov or Fiala, like I can understand that argument, dude. Last year was an anomaly for him. He's been a consummate pro. Like he didn't really have a great cast last year. He was coming off of a big injury. Yeah, let's take a clap bomb from the top of the circles on the on the shootout. Rolling. Hoppy's referring oh, to uh, um, that oh, sorry, yeah, that, Wilson. this is I'm a bad, bad I'm bad at that. God damn it, <laughs> uh, your boy is me. Uh, the fire will be doused by the tsunami. Ah, Shane, Shane uh, the great nickname for Carson Susie, the tsunami. <laughs> I love it. I almost chose him, but I was like, I got nothing more than at one point. <laughs> <laughs> at one point last season around world junior time so i guess like just a couple weeks ago last year he was uh he was you know one of the five best rookies in the national hockey league or something like that hey he quick quick little quick little twist here um aside from like the gimmies that we already mentioned like joey do you have another like dark horse one that you want to throw into the ring i think felino it's it's kind of along the lines of the same thing with Johansson is they they're going to need their third and fourth line to be solid. And like, I mean, obviously match up against other teams um, first line, shut them down, but they're going to need to put up points too, because those first two lines have talent, but you're going to be facing everybody else's first lines too. So you're going to need to find scoring and offense from, from other lines. And then on the flip side of that, they're going to need, they're going to need to lock down and play strong D. So it's, it's going to be a very tough season for them, and and hopefully he earns his contract. So yeah, I think uh, by far he's going to be if he plays up to his contract, he's going to be their MVP. Mm, two way two way play and scoring. It sounds like uh, it sounds like I may win this one, eh? <laughs> very close. So uh, yeah, let's get to the results. Um, Scott loved your loved your answer of Tammy Calvert. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I deserve that. It's okay. <laughs> especially, no, especially I mean, after i dragged isha for bartowski so we're, we're even <laughs> no i mean you brought up a great point where the wilds goaltending last year was atrocious so my client should go right to fucking jail the son of a bitch is guilty with stalek being out this year they're they're gonna need to rely heavily on on defense and and goaltending and isha with uh, Johansson coming in this year and he's got to prove himself. I mean, he didn't have a good season last year in Buffalo. I mean, he's on a Buffalo team that's dead last and they're shit, but he, he needs to have a bounce back season here. So yeah, both great arguments, but it's, it's tough to argue against uh good goaltending, especially after the, the season they had last year. I mean, they need their goaltending to be locked down. So if well, they're going to make it, to the, if they're going to make it to the playoffs and, and hopefully a couple rounds in the playoffs, they're going to need to rely on Cam Talbot, not Tammy Calbit. So, yeah, I, I got to award it to Hoppy this week. Tammy Calbit, the third wife, ex-wife of Ron Swanson. <laughs> That's the shirt. That's the first shirt at the Soda Pod. No, well-deserved win, Hoppy. That was a, that was a good argument. Again, though, res- mutual respect here that you didn't just go with the layup. So, yeah, I I would have seen a textbook Hoppy eye roll for that. No, one. I mean. I. I couldn't have blamed you. I had the option to do it. I just, I don't know, felt weird. 
Poor Marty Havlat, by the way. Dude. <laughs> His brain is more scrambled than all of ours. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't even laugh. Okay, last segment of the show on the other side. Thanks, Joey, for another great installment of Judge Joey. Look, and I'm chipper even after a loss. I didn't even take any notes on that one. That was some raw dogging, boys. It's because um, of that eight percenter, man. It's got you buzzing. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, I am starving. I'm going to have to get some kimchi noodles in me after this uh, before a night of posting at the Basketball Podcast Network as well as the Hockey Podcast Network uh, at HockeyPodNet at HoopsPodNet. But on the other side, we will uh, we'll wrap up the show with talking a little bit about our final four projections of this season. Thanks to everyone tuning in on the live stream. Thanks for all the flurry of comments in this last segment. We love it. And thanks to those tuning back in on the podcast. Episode 118 of the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Last segment of the show, Hoppy. I'll hand it over to you to start this one off. You want me to start, huh? Um, all right. So we've obviously already put out our picks for who is going to make the playoffs from each division. So looking at that, I'm not necessarily just going to go down the line and pick my number ones from each because like, that's not what this is about. It's who's going to come from that and go to the final four. And again, I'm very high on the Islanders being like one or two coming out of the regular season. I don't know if it's going to continue in the playoffs. I do. This is the toughest one to pick. Um, for me, I, even after the drudging tonight, I'm just going to go Homer and say like Pittsburgh has the best chance if they make the playoffs to be the team that rises from that crop again, whether or not they make it in this field, like Joey, I've told you like, Concerning Buffalo, I would have had them in the playoffs if they were still in the Atlantic. Dude, it's just a clusterfuck in this East. So I still think I have Pittsburgh in, and I, I think that once they're in, like that's a team that will pick up steam and be able to push through in the playoffs if healthy. It you know, last year was a tough year for them from my perspective because they like go into the playoffs with momentum and having that big break before the bubble hurt them a ton and i knew i didn't think they'd lose to montreal although they're a wagon isha i know you agree i i really like i didn't expect it to be an easy out like everyone that was saying pittsburgh was going to sweep so i'm taking pittsburgh from that one i'll I'll let let's go through each division and say who's going to come out and then we can talk about who's going to kind of advance from there yeah i'll go next uh gotta represent we gotta go buffalo is definitely going all the way they're winning the cup this year uh, no, I but, honestly yeah. thought that was a Blackhawks jersey when you first joined us. I was like, God, "What the would... fuck is Joey doing?" That's when we call nine one one. No, in all seriousness, I got Philly coming out of here. Um, I think their core players like Drew and Voracek and and Kevin Hayes are are going to push them finally to get to get out of this division. And then with their solid D like Provorov and and Hart and Net, um, I think this is their year, and they're going to make it out of this one. For me, it's like like the Flyers is a good pick. You know, the Penguins, sure, the Capitals, Bruins. Uh, I'm gonna say Islanders. I'm gonna stick uh I'm gonna stick with with what I believe. And I think you know they got they got Maddie Barzell signed on a fucking steal for three. Yeah, what a deal. Uh 
Um, and uh, no, I, I I pick Islanders. Short and, and like not, none of those three choices would shock me. Like, exactly. I feel like I feel like we'll get angry at each other in these next couple of options, but like in the East, anyone besides the Devils, like I wouldn't have made much of an argument. Yep, fair enough. Um, All right, Isha, you can lead off the Central. Wait, 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 wait. What's what's the Central? <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I don't even remember to be honest. I only remember Honda and Scotia. Hey, hey, put that back up. By the way, we might as well. I mean, Jordy Cunningham, he commented on the live stream. By the way, thanks for joining, Jordy. Can't wait to join the stream tomorrow. We were going to plug this at the end of the show, and we still might, but we're doing a we're doing a live stream event, the first of many soda streams uh, here on the Soda Pod. We will post the podcast right after, but uh, pre-game, first intermission, second intermission, post-game. We have live content from all of our social media accounts, and again, plus a podcast after. We're featuring some great guests. Uh, we'll do a little bit more of a plug for that at the end of the show here. But Jordy Cunningham uh, of the King's Den here on the Hockey Podcast Network joining us in segment one. So really excited for that. Uh, <laughs> your boy SV says uh, Biden's going to be Defensive Player of the Year. He's going to shut down all the scoring for every team. I actually commented back and shed, uh, said Shane uh, Big Joe. Um, I don't know if you got the reference there. But anyways, um, <laughs> Central Division. What What is that one? I uh, Is that the... I don't have it up in front. I, of I know all of them now except that one because Mass Mutual's east. So what's yep. central? Scotiabank is north and Honda north. West. Honda's last. Well, Dan Shell's doing a really good job of marketing here. No, That's I was telling fun. Isha before they didn't even have Scotia when they showed like the realignment on the NBCSN stream. They had all of the different divisions with like their name, like, yes, and it had Honda under it. It had I don't remember what central was clearly, and then it had. <laughs> It had North with nothing under it. There was no Scotia. Someone's going to get bent over the barrel for that one. That's money. Uh, discover. Ah, that discover. Thank that, you. Thank you, Pigeon. That or oh, you didn't know either? I thought you were sitting here trolling us. Okay. No, awesome. Pigeon, well, Pigeon Pigeon you had to let us know in the in the live chat. What would, we, what would we do without you, Pigeon? Honestly. Honestly. It would be a mess. It would be a mess. Um. Okay. So Central... I'm not going to say uh, discover. I'm not going to say Nashville. Don't worry. Um, I, uh, I think it's the lightning, you know, I want to put my faith in Carolina, but I think lightning is still the better team. I do like Carolina and I'm excited to see them uh, play this year. I'm going to, I'm going to watch Carolina hurricanes games, boys. It's going to, I'm going (laughs) to take time to make sure I watch a few of their games this year and follow them a little bit more. Uh, Not just because uh, Rod Brindamore is a Vancouver Island native shout out the Brindy up in Campbell river, (laughs) the Campbell river storm of the the VI JHL play out of there. How are you? Of course they do. And they fucking must, I don't know. There's something wrong with that team. I think they're cheating somehow. I mean, why, why are they in the ice rink when they're on the Hawaii of Canada? Like, just a waste. I know, right? It's beautiful. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, Bobby Yosin, the Central is a joke without Perry. Oh, my God. I love it. Bobby, don't ever change. Uh, Joey, thoughts? What are, what's your- uh, yeah, so the Discover Division, I have Columbus coming out of that. Love it. I think, I think they're... I love it, too. Their goaltending is going to be huge for them this year with uh, and their defense. So yeah, I think they're going all the way. Oh, do you like me having that tandem in our fantasy league, Joey? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> um, I I do think that Columbus could be it, but I I'm not saying this just so we have different picks. I was coming in hot with Carolina the whole way. 
I'm holding strong on the idea that either Mrazek's going to find a way to be somewhat consistent or there are enough goalies right now that are in a tandem scenario where a team is worried about losing them in the expansion draft. So they're going to be able to get someone like think like a, like a Georgiev from the Rangers. I would be all on board for that, for the Carolina hurricanes. There's going to be other options. Uh, our friends over on uh, weekly nightly podcast for the Vegas golden Knights, very convinced that, Somehow there's going to be a Dougie Hamilton for Marc-Andre Fleury swap. I what? think that's absolutely insane, but they're going to try and speak it into existence. So Norse caliber defenseman <laughs> for a washed up and don't get me hey, wrong. Man. Hey man, a lot of people say he's going to be a hall of famer. I just don't agree. <laughs> I was going to, I was but, just going to say for apparently a hall of famer, but, but for Carolina, that is the missing piece. Like they have the best blue line in the league. I I'll argue with anyone on that. And I think that their forward group is going to round into form here. Like they have one of the best number one lines. They've got the depth. I love the Trocheck trade last year. I, another just mind numbing move by Florida, like add it to the list. Holy shit. But that's your a owners are that three deep at they center. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, they, they clearly don't, but three deep at center top tier blue line. If they can get any semblance of goaltending, I love their chances. Very nice, very nice. All right, we moved on to West or North next, boys. Let's, uh, let's go West. Honda. The Honda division. I can't wow. believe, I can't believe. by the way, Hoppy gave us a high yaw on the last episode. That was amazing. Did you not even notice? <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> well, so, Joey, yeah. you leave this one off. Uh, yeah, so for the Honda division, uh, no surprise here, but I'm going with the Avalanche. I just think they're too good this year. Um, I think... I think Vegas is going to have a good season. Um, I don't know how good that's going to be, though. I mean, I think they're going to finish second in the division, but I think the Avalanche are, are just too strong. And they're too good. I, I just think they are. So hopefully hopefully uh, they don't prove me wrong because I'd like to see them go far. Um, they're, I mean, with all the young talent they have, it's going to be super fun to watch them go deep into the playoffs. It's like they're a team that's so fucking talented and so deep with their elite talent that, it, it doesn't matter if their goaltending is just okay. No, because they'll get, they'll get the goals to make up for it. Yeah. I mean, they have so much scoring power on their offense and defense side of things. Especially this type of season. I don't know. I think like they're going to have to get some an upgrade in goaltending down the road if they're going to yeah. be a, a competitive team for you know a good stretch. But I still think they're the best of this division by far. Hoppy? So is that you just saying that's your pick? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. my pick. <laughs> you know, I've I've been pretty heavy on the Avalanche for a while. I'll go against you guys on this one just because I do think it's a lot closer than we think. Like I would Stay lean, wild, folks. <laughs> fuck no. I would lean Avalanche and like I'm kind of pulling for him too. Like Joe Sackick is like one of my heroes. Like glad he's turned it around. But the the one thing that I'll say for Vegas, because you're right, like they can make up for the goals in Colorado that are scored against, but like their goaltending scares me, not from a talent perspective, but like both of them don't have the greatest track record with health. Like what? One of them had their groin detached from them. I like, basically, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, <laughs> I think that Vegas, if they can keep the locker room intact and if they don't have to ship off any more players, like, and they don't fuck up that team chemistry in the locker room, like they're very deep at forward. They 
although it sucks losing a guy like Schmidt, like they are better on defense. Now they have like two legit pairings now on defense and they have two goalies that can go back and forth. If mm-hmm. either of them gets hurt or if either of them is struggling, you know, you can rely on the other one. And again, that's like a big concern for me with Colorado. If you look like outside of the goaltending, like bar none, I'd, I'd take Colorado, but just because of that aspect in a weird year like this, I will give Vegas a nod and say they got a shot. I guess to to use your point against you, though, about the goaltending and and staying healthy, well, one laner hasn't really proved himself that much. Yeah, he had a good season last year, but he's still an inconsistent goalie, and Flurry's always hurt. So, I mean, it it could work in that same favor where your argument to goaltending staying healthy in Vegas could go for the same, I mean, both ways. Oh, that's fair. All right, last Again, division. I, I had to argue with you guys there. Like, no, he's just ready to move on. He's uh, running out of time for the podcast. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Um, and speaking of the poutine division, <laughs> Scotia Bank, which isn't even my bank, so like, fuck Scotia Bank. Producer Pigeon, change that shit. Um, do I have a bank yet? Yeah, RBC TD, what up? Um, <laughs> all right, I um. <laughs> I I'm gonna go with the Flames again. I think uh, I, I think the Flames are gonna do good things this year. Um, we've kind of talked about it in our division uh, rundown too. I I just think that they're look maybe the Oilers give us a run for their money because I was listen. I just don't think I just I'm not gonna drink the Kool Aid that uh, a lot of these guys on TSN who've been making the rounds here on 1040 locally uh, in Vancouver like the Jason Strudwicks, for example, and stuff like that, who've been saying that, look, this team is just as just as good as a Vancouver, just as good as a Winnipeg, just as good as even, do I dare say it, the Montreal Canadiens or the Flames. I, I don't I don't buy it, and I don't buy it for the, uh, the Montreal Canadiens. I don't buy it for the Edmonton Oilers. That's why I'm picking the Flames. Um, Toronto, they could very well be up there. I I don't know. I, I Again, guys, I, I, I can't really explain it. I, I want the Flames to do well over the Leafs too. It's a little bit of a bias. The Leafs haven't been able to put it together chemistry-wise um, for the last few years either, and they I don't see their defense getting any better, nor do I think the Flames' defense is anything elite to where it was a couple years ago, but I still think as far as like depth in a defensive game, the Flames are still a better Canadian team, and uh, yeah, I'm going to go with them. I still think they can score just as much as the Maple Leafs. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that was a long-winded, biznasty answer from his last podcast, by the way. He was pulling a lot of Ishas there, I could I could hear. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck the Leafs. I got the Flames win this one as well. Fucking rights, Joey. God damn it. You guys aren't letting me pick Fucking rights, Joey. Cheers, I, think, uh, I think the addition of, of Markstrom um, is going to be yes. huge. So yes. That could push them over the top. So, yeah, I got them going through here. Did you guys, I mean, Hoppy even, you know, highlighted this to me and it, it blew my mind. R.A. from fucking Spitting Chicklets saying that Braden Holpe was an upgrade for the Vancouver Canucks in Jacob Marks. I'm like, are you kidding me? Dude, if I drank coffee, I would have Dude, well, and and no, the, the other blunder too, he should like, oh yeah, Tampa Bay has like the exact same team as last year, except for a couple bottom guys that they moved. <laughs> like, sorry. not, yeah, you're, you're too distracted by Shane but yeah, like, your, your boy is commenting hot mention, on the Canadian bank scene failed to mention that like their top scorer is out for the regular season but not a big deal not a big deal um well this again I couldn't pick Colorado because of you guys I'm hard on 
the Flames this year, but I'll argue for Toronto to give a uh, an alternate view. Um, we've got Freddie Anderson, who I actually think is a very underrated goalie in a contract year. I think that like you don't really need to worry about anything from the forward group, and I don't think their defense is deep, but I think their top two pairs are going to get the job done. Mm-hmm. I think Brody's a good complement to throw in there with Riley. I think Muzzin is like, from what I'm hearing, he's like top dog in the locker room right now. I just, I don't know. I, no, I can't even do it. Flames are winning. Fuck Toronto. Flames yeah. had everything Woo. go wrong last year that could have gone wrong. They finally, for the first time since Mika Kiprusov, they have a fucking goalie. They have a goalie. What more do they need? At everything that could have gone wrong last year did. All yeah. of their players, if you look like the past three years prior to this, all of their forwards had way better numbers consistently. Last year was a big regression year for all of them. I think they're going to bounce back in the right way. Fucking Billy Peters narrative, dude. Yeah, yeah, they're not losing their coach in the middle of the season, hopefully, knock on wood. And I think that their blue line is like serviceable enough that it's not going to matter. But like their top two lines are very competitive. And again, the Markstrom factor, like it can't be undersold. And maybe I'll like eat my words because he got his big ticket and he coasts out now. But like, dude, the last two years, that guy has impressed the hell out of me. Like prior to that, like I didn't know, like I knew Markstrom existed. I knew nothing about his game and he has looked really, really impressive. Look, I'll say this, like Jacob Markstrom was the reason the Vancouver Canucks were even entertaining to watch the last few years. Like, yeah, you see the offensive talent in Pedersen. We saw Hughes. This guy kept them in fucking games and won them games. Well, where you have an upgrade in that now, Isha. <laughs> what well, I'm saying in the Flames, I don't think he's just going to... Jacob Markstrom is not the type of player, and again, this is for someone who's a Vancouver Canucks fan who's you know, listen to all the post games and stuff. This guy's a fucking gamer. And when he loses, he's so hard on himself. So I think this is what, honestly, I think that will just help the Flames uh, locker room and culture overall that they'll be like, look, we have a goalie who we really want to play for. So he's not breaking fucking sticks, pissing off owners who's having to pay more money in a COVID season for this guy's sticks. Cause Jacob Markstrom, he'll do that. He'll fucking break sticks. I've seen him many times. He's almost worse than Alex Edler, although Alex Edler, he's just trying to hit slap shots and ends up breaking the fucking thing. So, like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Flames. Unanimous. I like it. Um, it's funny, boys. And before we wrap up here, like, the first National Hockey League uh, live game I ever went to was when I lived in Calgary, and it was Flames versus Detroit. Datsuk, Zetterberg were still on the team. Kippersoff was still with the Flames. Iggy was still with the Flames. The Flames got fucking pwned, um, but hey, it is what it is. Actually, um, they got pwned in the third period. They're up by two, and then Detroit came back, and Datsuk scored, actually, uh, with, like I think it was like 30 seconds left to make it a 3-2 game. Um, and then I saw the Flames play the Canucks, uh, the Flames beat the piss out of the Canucks, but I, I actually, when I was 18, moved to Calgary, and those were the first NHL games that I went to. I think I went to five games that year, and uh, so the Flames, though, like there is a little bit of a rivalry between the Canucks and the Flames, I guess, just because that was their only regional, I guess, rival. Um, I guess you throw Edmonton in the mix, but fuck Edmonton. Um, the uh, the Flames hold a, a special place in my heart, so I do I do like to see them uh, with a little bit of success, um, especially when it's due. So, guys, do we just like condense this and say that? Like, since we're all in agreement on the Flames and on the Avalanche, do we just say that that's the Stanley Cup final? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good with it. Let's go. And what a final that will be. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> before, before we wrap up, guys, I just got to say, I've missed hockey, and I was just watching oh. the Toronto 
uh, Canadians overtime. Holy shit, was that fun to watch? Back and forth, back and forth, three on three. It's just it's awesome to have. Hockey. Did, you, did you get an overtime challenge in or no? No, I was I was too too dedicated to the soda pod. I didn't even realize there was an overtime until I saw it come up on the replays on NBCSN and saw, yeah. oh, I guess they won an overtime. All right. And uh, yeah, like boys, I'm pumped to fire up some Canucks Oilers right after this. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be awesome. I know the Canucks are gonna beat the piss out of the Oilers and they're no defense and goalie. It's going to be great. It's like the Spider-Man meme, just pointing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks to those tuning in on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Folks, the best thing you can do for us every day of the week is give us five stars and a nice review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Go listen through our website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And on your app, please download the episode before you listen as it just helps our business. Uh, follow myself at VI Sports Talk. You can follow Hoppy here at State of Hoppy. And Joey at Joey Neto. Shane, I'll do uh, I'll do the DraftKings read on the podcast, all right? We got we to get things going here. <laughs> You can follow us on Facebook too at the Soda Pod. We will be live streaming through there. We'll do uh, we'll do some uh, we'll like we'll get Joey up there. We'll do some other custom things for Facebook too. Um, any article that we lean heavily on for Soda Pod, I will share on Facebook too. Uh, some things I used to do with the stick and rink when we were heavily involved with that Facebook page. Back on Facebook promoting uh, podcasts and uh, thanks to everyone who's already uh, liked the page there at the Soda Pod. Uh, if you like hoops and you're a Minnesota hoops fan, uh, ten. Thousand layups, the newest uh, Minnesota Wild, or same Minnesota Wild, Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> podcast on the Basketball Podcast Network. Uh, first episode is out. Second episode uh, drops well tomorrow. If you're watching this live stream uh, today, if you're listening to the podcast, so go check that out. And you can actually follow them on Twitter as well. Just search Ten Thousand Layups on the Basketball Podcast Network. New shows all January at Hoops pod net and uh last but not least again tomorrow uh today if you're listening to the podcast the soda pod soda stream the first of many um opening game of the 2021 season pre-game um around uh, i guess it'll be 8 30 central time we're gonna bring on uh, alex Frakon, minnesota native filmmaker musician hockey fan first intermission we got thomas williams editor-in-chief at sb nation's wilderness hockey hockey wilderness tomato tomato uh second intimation we got jack and jake of Ten Thousand takes and post game we got our friend brett marshall of sound the foghorn uh my apologies again derek uh, no, i was just gonna say we got to give you the floor for a second here that is not sufficient disha our biggest supporter of this show derek felska this is your opportunity to apologize i mean i already apologized via <laughs> I already apologized via DM on Twitter. I explained myself, but I want to say yes. Our, our biggest supporter of the Soda Pod, Derek, I am so sorry I didn't include you in this Soda stream uh, despite inviting you live on the Soda Pod uh, a week earlier. I've explained myself already through DMs. I don't want to embarrass myself anymore on this. You know I care, Derek. And thanks for all the support. All right. I'm ending off the show, boys. Signing off. I'm Isha Dromi, alongside the state of Hoppy, Joey Netto. This has been the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, boys? Hockey's fucking back. It's fucking back. Let's fucking go. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild. <laughs>